What's going on, everybody? Austin here with The Extra Point. In this episode of the NFC South Edition, we're going to be taking a look at what the Carolina Panthers need to do in their 2022 offseason. Uh, so, in order, the most important things for them, uh, I think, for getting better and trying to compete, make a playoffs, make a playoff run, is they need to address the offensive line. Uh, I think they should start asking questions at coach. They should address the offensive line. They want to retain and probably add some talent to their front seven. They should probably address their offensive line, and then they should get maybe one or two more weapons at wide receiver and or tight end. Um, now, the obvious problem with the Carolina Panthers is their offensive line. Uh, their offensive line is terrible. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, they're they're paying a bit of money to some of the guys. Uh, right tackle Taylor Morton, he's making over $15 million. His cap hit this year is around $20 million, though. Um, and then you've got uh, guard uh, Pat Elfline. He's been around the league for a while. And their center, who I believe his contract voids this year, Matt Paratus, I mean, these guys are okay. Nobody's good. Put it all together, and it's just, I mean, it's its even worse than you'd want it to be. Uh, they were a bottom three team in pass protection, uh, meaning like pass block win rate. So uh, basically that's just a measurement of what percentage of the time do you win your matchup versus a pass rusher, and they were bottom three in that. I don't understand why people want to put the onus on Sam Darnold because he probably went to a situation that was just as bad as it was in the Jets. And there's been rumors that the Panthers are going to be going after Kirk Cousins or trying to make a swing at Deshaun Watson. Um, but it's very, very, I'm not going to say arrogant, but it's, it's like they have no ability to self-reflect. There's no introspection there uh, because you have such a terrible offensive line. And because your wide receivers are Robbie Anderson, who you're paying like $16 million to, or at least it's a $16 million cap hit. And your number one wide receiver is DJ Moore, who DJ is good, uh, but he's also very high in the league in drops and has never had more than, I think, like, I think he's never had more than like 1,200 yards in a season, which, I mean, 1,200 yards is good. But you would definitely rather have that as a, an extremely high number two, or you'd want to have like three other guys that can get above 900 yards if your number one is at 1,200. Um, and that's not to say DJ Moore isn't good. I think he's a very good young player, but uh, you know he's getting paid he's getting paid 11 million dollars this year, and he has to step up if he wants to be considered a number one wide receiver. Uh, I say they have to address the front seven because they've got some free agents coming up like uh, Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick, who is going to be uh, a free agent. I believe they got him from the Cardinals a couple years ago. He, he He's fantastic uh, for this team, and I think that he's a guy that they're definitely going to want to do uh, the best they can to keep. They've also got Shaq Thompson on the roster, who's making quite a bit of money. He's being paid $11 million. Uh, this year, unfortunately, the cap hits 18 because teams love putting off the cap instead of instead of front-loading everything. Derek Brown, the defensive tackle, is also on the team. Put all these guys together, and you know, you've know you really got a team that, with how amazing their cornerbacks are, and if you can just add some talent on the front seven, it would be no shock to me if they had a top three defense in the NFL next year. 
because you look at the guys that they have on their team. They've got Derek Brown, like I had mentioned. They've got Hassan Reddick, whose contract is voiding, but they can definitely bring him back. They've got Brian Burns at defensive end. And then when you really want to get into the down and dirty of this defense, it's in their cornerbacks. You've got you've got A.J. Boye, you've got J.C. Horn, and you've got C.J. Henderson all under contract. And then you've got Stephon Gilmore, who's going to be a free agent this year. He was just making $13 million. I believe if he were to sign somewhere in free agency, his average contract value would probably be somewhere around $9 million moving forward. But what's interesting about Stefan is he is from Carolina. Like that's that's where he was like born and raised. He was he's always been a Carolina Panthers fan. And when he said that, you know, when he was told basically that he probably wasn't going to be playing for New England, he was like, "Okay, I want to play with the Panthers." So is it possible that he tries to stay with the Panthers more than you know, more than he would try to go to another team. That's something that would be really interesting to see because we've never really seen a team deploy four cornerbacks at a time. And all of these guys are, if if not starters, they're definitely all good enough to at least be a number two. Like I would say AJ Boy is probably the weakest cornerback on this roster, all four of them considered. And I mean, he's, he's, a, he's still a very good number two. Uh, JC Horn's going to be coming back from the injury. He was having a fantastic year. He pr- he was my defensive rookie of the year up until his injury, which was only a few weeks in. But still, you know, that's neither here nor there. C.J. Henderson is a young guy getting not getting paid a lot. Uh, so, you know, you could really lock up some serious, serious strengths in your secondary. They've got another cornerback, Troy Pride, who's not really making a lot of money. I think you could probably get rid of him. Uh, they've got Stanley Thomas Oliver, who's also not making a lot of money that way. That the backup cornerbacks that you keep on your roster are the guys that are, like, way down there. Because if you keep three or four guys that are probably all number ones or up there, you're going to have the depth that you need in that starting talent. You've got strong safety Jeremy Chin, who, in my opinion, should have won uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year, what was it, two years ago? Instead of uh, instead of Chase Young uh, on the Washington football team at the time, but... That's that's a totally different discussion. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, I believe they're going to have $10 million in cap space. Yeah, so they're at $10.1 million in cap space, cap space, which is a lot more than a lot of the teams that we've gone over so far. They have a few draft picks, not a lot. They've got their own number one, and they've got two fives, a six, and a seven. Uh, so you're thinking about guys that might be able to recoup them some draft picks, and you know, I'm, I'm looking at some of those overpaid, overpaid offensive linemen that you could probably see if you couldn't trade to a team with cap space and draft picks who need them, maybe like the Denver Broncos or the Cincinnati Bengals. That's a good target. And so it's a good way to keep the team young because this is a young team uh, while also keeping the team cheap. Sam Darnold's on the line this year for $18.85 million, so $18.9 million, which might be overpaid for what he's proven so far this year. Um, But if you ask me, I mean, the biggest biggest issue uh, with the contract situation on this team this year is definitely Robbie Anderson. You're paying him $10 million, which he's probably not worth $3 million as a wide receiver. Um... And his cap hit is $16 million. So if there's a way that you could trade him for, you know, take take a small cap hit, trade him, get off of him, bring back some picks, 
you know, would a team like, you know, would a team like New England take him, you know, a team that needs a wide receiver and feels like they can compete? Would a team like Chicago take him, you know, somebody to uh, give your young, strong arm quarterback, Justin Fields, a deep threat to? That would be my game plan for the Carolina Panthers. So, like I said, started at O-line. Then, you know, we talked about the front seven. We talked about the offensive line extensively. Um, we got two more, coach and the weapons. So, coach is a really interesting point because, you know, when Matt Rule came in to the NFL, people were talking about him. Like, they wanted him in the NFL the year before out of Oregon. And it's a really interesting thought process because he was looked at as a culture builder but like I said it seems like he's lacking some sort of self-awareness because you know he keeps trying to jump from quarterback to quarterback like you know they they released a statement saying that you know they're not they're not completely out on on Cam Newton who is obviously done and they're they might be looking for Deshaun Watson and they might be looking for Kirk Cousins when the offensive line and the wide receivers are so so bad that Pretty much anybody you bring in besides, you know, the ghost of prime Peyton Manning, they're not going to be able to get this done. Nobody's going to be able to get it done on this team, at least on this offense. Nobody's going to look good on this offense um, just because of what they've put around them. And speaking of what they've put around the quarterback, let's get to uh, my last point for the Carolina Panthers, which is the wide receivers and the tight ends. Now, unfortunately for them, uh, they've got quite a bit of money in Christian McCaffrey. Uh, this year, he's making $11 million, which, or not $11 million, he's set to make $8 million, but his cap hit is $14 million, um, which, you know, they just, they paid him cash early, but they moved the cap hit down. I like Christian McCaffrey at that number. I mean, even if you were paying him $14 million a year, I think that's worth it for him. People tend to forget that he just finished his fifth year in the league and they say like oh he's injury prone he can't stay healthy I would I would say that I'm afraid that's true because the injuries that he's had are soft tissue injuries and so there's no real way to say that he's not injury prone but remember he's played three fully healthy seasons in the NFL one of them was one of the best seasons we've ever seen and then he's played two non-healthy seasons I think he's a guy that you just need to give some time. The Panthers have talked about him as a potential trade uh, piece to other teams that are looking to contend, and I think that would be a really, really hard sell because you basically just have to pray that that he can't stay healthy, which is a terrible thing to say. But when you trade Christian McCaffrey, say you trade him for a first-round pick, which I think would be very difficult to get back for somebody that's looked at as an injury-prone running back. Do you get a first-round pick back for Christian McCaffrey? And if you do, are you going to be able to draft somebody that even if they play a full season, can they do better than Christian McCaffrey can in half a season? Because CMC, when he steps onto the football field, every time he steps onto the football field, he's the best running back in the NFL, all things considered. Unfortunately for him, that hasn't meant much in the last couple of years because he hasn't stepped onto the field uh, in, you know, in the full season since that 2019 record-breaking season. So if you trade Christian McCaffrey, you better make sure that what you're getting back is good because your offensive line isn't good enough to run block and he's your only good running back. He's also the best wide receiver on the team. No, no offense to DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey is just better at receiving the football. So 
you really need to address the weapons on this team. Fortunately, for the Carolina Panthers, this is a this is a weapons rich draft. But again, you don't have a lot of draft picks. You have some draft picks, but not a lot. I think they had the let's see, yeah. So they have, like I said, they have their first, which is pick number six. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried trading out of this one. You know, may, maybe trade it to the Eagles for one of their or maybe two of their later picks in this year's draft. Eagles want to move up and get an impact player with one of their three first round picks. But then after the first round pick, they've got pick and they've got their next pick in round five. Um, and so it's going to be very, very difficult to get any starting caliber player that late in the draft. I think the Carolina Panthers are a good team moving forward. They just need to to get pushed just over the edge. I, I'm surprised that they didn't win eight games this last year, I, and I wouldn't be surprised if they managed to win ten games this next year. But that all remains to be seen. I'm Austin Greeno, and this is The Extra Point.